Enjoy your independent time this Saturday. Rediscover the great outdoors with your free guide to Ireland's best family-friendly walks for everyone from children to teens to grandparents. In Weekend Magazine, find the 30 best alfresco dining spots around the country and Donald Skian serves up perfect picnic recipes. Plus, in review, the 50 best books for summer, the definitive roundup. And in sport, A.P. McCoy talks to the Moss O'Shea. Irish Independent on Saturday. Real stories worth paying for. Imprint or subscribe at all right, I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you live from the Uclick TV studios right here inside the High V Arena. Another great week uh, starting July off. Uh, we're going to get some live sports back this month. Uh, feels like forever since we've got to watch a live sporting event, but. Uh, as always, Jim's up there, too, behind the scenes, uh, making us look and sound good this week. But uh, how was your week, man? Week was good. And, uh, you know, it's funny. We talk about live sports. So uh, the English Premier League's actually started up, and they're making up for lost games. So I've been watching a lot of soccer. Uh, so if you like soccer, uh, you know, that's going on. Uh, the Germans also had their, their league was going, too. So um, that I never really got into the Korean baseball stuff. Um, but, but yeah, so I've been watching this stuff. No, week's been good. Just same as normal, just working and, and dealing with the, dealing with COVID and all that stuff. So, but yeah, it's good. It's good to be here. Yeah, definitely. Um, always good. Our guest this week is Catherine Fox from the Kansas City Sports Commission. Um, those of you that may not be familiar, uh, with the Kansas City Sports Commission, they do a lot of behind-the-scenes things to make uh, the sports scene in Kansas City as great as it can be. Uh, you know, they're responsible for organizing things like the Super Bowl Parade. Uh, they do an awards show every year. They are the team that is responsible for getting us the draft in 2023. So, Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. we have the Worth the Wait, a uh, little plug there for Boulevard, <laughs> nice. local company. Um, yeah, hot, hot off the bottling. Uh, yes. Just uh, just came out a week or so ago. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, you are a Kansas City, uh, born Native? and raised. Yeah, right? born Native. and raised in Kansas City. Um, I went to college in Connecticut and then uh, lived in New York City for about 12 years and then San Francisco uh, and made my way back to Kansas City in late 2015 and actually okay. started with the sports commission um in january of 2016 nice yeah. um in your bio it says that uh you were um worked on the property side at madison square garden for a time mm-hmm. uh you know kind of billed as the world's most famous arena yes uh how was that and what are some events that um you helped bring to madison square garden so my role there was a little bit different than what it is at the Sports Commission. Um, I, you know, when I was in New York, I was on the agency side, and I was managing uh, Madison Square Garden's partnership with American Express. At the time, J.P. Morgan Chase was sort of getting more into the sponsorship world. They wanted to acquire some assets that they could um, basically offer to their cardholders as benefits. They hadn't really done that. American Express had really mastered that model. Uh, Chase wanted to sort of get, you know, 
enter that that market in a big way in their own backyard in in, in New York City. Um, the partnership between American Express and Madison Square Garden was up for renewal, and Chase kind of came in, and they had a lot more resources available than American Express. Um, at the time, American Express was paying about seven million a year for their to be the official credit card of uh, Madison Square Garden, which involved all of their venues, right? So a lot of people don't realize it's Madison Square Garden. Um, they own the Forum, uh, the Beacon Theater in, in Manhattan, the Chicago Theater, Radio City Music Hall. So there's a lot of venues, and then there was a media side. So there were a couple networks, Fuse and MSG Network, and then the entertainment side. So it's a three-pronged business, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, again, American Express had about $7 million invested towards that partnership. Chase came in and essentially offered $40 million for 12-year 12, 12 contract with an escalator built in over those 12 years. So it was simply an offer that M- MSG couldn't necessarily refuse. Yeah. Um, I think it was a difficult decision for them because American Express was definitely one of their founding partners. Um, but it is what it is. It's economics at the, yeah. at the end of the day. And um, so Chase ended up coming in and being the uh, primary owner of all those you know, marketing and sponsorship assets across the teams, the networks, the venues, so on and so forth. And they needed someone to come internally and help build that partnership for Chase because, again, Chase hadn't – they'd never done this before. Since I had been managing the partnership on the American Express side, MSG reached out to me about coming over and um, joining them on the property side to build that. So it was an incredible opportunity. At the time, it was the largest uh, sponsorship tie- that was not tied to naming rights because the garden's never going to yeah. – they're never going to sell a naming rights partnership. That's just never going to happen. Um, so we had to find creative ways to sort of integrate Chase's name into that. So there's, you know, the Chase Bridges at Madison Square Garden. After the billion-dollar renovation, there's these suspended bridges that hang above above the court and ice and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it was a great opportunity, but I was working on, at the time, you know, one partnership, Chase. Now it was a massive partnership. And they ended up folding in Visa, which is their largest issuing partner, um, to – allow them to leverage some of the assets that they had acquired. So I was managing Chase and Visa for a few years during the, uh, again, the transformation at the Garden. And then Visa presented me with an opportunity to come out to San Francisco and work on their partnerships, their global partnerships. So, you know, FIFA, World Cup, um, the Olympics, they have a partnership with Fandango, Disney, so on and so forth. So I was out in San Francisco, <clears throat> excuse me, for a couple of years. Uh, it was great. I just realized San Francisco wasn't a place I wanted to be super long term. Mm-hmm. And I actually um, was planning on making my way back to New York, but my parents, who still live here and are in Kansas City, sort of put the pressure on um, to maybe check out Kansas City. So I came back, uh, actually, right as the World Series was ramping up. So obviously the city was on fire. Yeah. You know, like it was the most fun time to be here. Um, and. Yeah, I you know went to the parade. I ultimately got connected with Kathy Nelson, um, president and CEO of the Sports Commission, and Brenda Tinnen, who's the VP and G- general manager of Sprint Center. They knew that they were going to probably win the opportunity to host the 2017 U.S. Figure Skating Championships, and they needed an executive director in place to manage that project for all of the entities involved. And they ended up offering me that opportunity. Um, and it was great because it was going to be a year project, January to January. It was going to allow me to sort of reacquaint myself with Kansas City and decide if this was a place I wanted to stay or if not I could go back to New York I still had a great network there and obviously it was a good good gig still in the sports and sponsorship marketing world so yeah it ended up all working out my mom is very thrilled <laughs> back in Kansas City yeah. um and yeah here here for good so it was a good path um that that's awesome you know it's great to work 
you know, in the sports world in general, but I mean, especially kind of on, on the side where you are, you yeah. know, planning some of these larger events and, and helping bring those things to Kansas City. You know, there's everybody always talks about the economic benefits of, you know, hosting these events. Mm-hmm. So what, what what do you do kind of how do you pitch Kansas City to some of these big events that sure. are looking for a home? Yeah. So, I mean, we're essentially competing against other cities, um, you know, cities that are our same size, cities that are smaller, cities that are larger. So it's, you know, definitely important that we differentiate ourselves. Um, you know, some of the key factors that we often include in our bid materials are how well uh, our organization in particular collaborates with all of the agencies across the city. So we'll often hear partners, um, whether it's the NFL or the Big 12 Conference or otherwise, comment on how well organized and seamless our execution is. They don't have to worry about anything. They know that you know if the Sports Commission is involved, that we will navigate the communication with the city, all of the departments within the city, the police department, the fire department, EMS, you know, we'll secure permitting. And it's just sort of, we're like a one-stop shop for them. Whereas in other cities, there's not necessarily that collaboration. So those partners are forced to work with a lot of different entities, which makes it challenging, right? It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a a more challenging environment for them when they come in here. Um, You know, we're a sports town. Our, our fans and our community always turn out for these events, and we can show that. I mean, we have, you know, we can back that up. So, um, you know, we always include photos and stats related to the Big 12 tournament and, you know, all of the activity leading into that in and around Power and Light District. You know, obviously the, the, the photo for the World's, Royals World Series Parade is, is just a gem in our back pocket that we can pull out at any time. Um, uh, you know, one of the things that is going to be very helpful in the future is the new airport. Um, oftentimes, one of the pieces of feedback that we received was that there was concern about the airport. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just sort of uh, the, the the look and feel of it. We all know that it's an easy airport to navigate, yes. and it's yeah. and it's great. And I understand, you know, there's some people that are not excited about this change, but it is the doormat, you know, the welcome mat to Kansas City, um, mm-hmm. particularly for the events that we're working on. So. Uh, it, it's going to help to have it just refreshed and refurbished a little bit. The, you know, the downtown airport is always a great asset for us to include as well. Um, you know, we often uh, fly teams directly into that airport and arrange transportation for them with police escorts from, you know, that downtown airport to the hotels that they're staying at in and around Sprint Center or wherever. Um, you know, Midwest hospitality goes a long way. Uh, but really, I think that we've just been really successful in um, executing events, and, and then we can showcase that success, which just makes it easier for them to decide to come here for the first time because they've talked to their colleagues, you know, across other other um, conferences or national governing bodies or anything like that. And then once they've been here, our pitch becomes a little bit easier, um, and they, they definitely want to come back. Um, being that we're in Hy-Vee Arena right now, yeah. has the transformation of Kemper to Hy-Vee helped with uh, getting, keeping like the Big 12 or getting other things that are going on? You know, it's interesting. Um, Any time that we can tout a facility that we may be able to access for uh, either competition or practice, um, it's very helpful. Hy-Vee has been particularly busy, I mean, in a good, in a great way Mm -hmm, since it opened, Um, especially on the weekends when a lot of 
they're hosting tournaments, youth tournaments, and, and other events all the time. So, to be quite honest, it, we haven't necessarily had the flexibility or the accessibility uh, to Hy-Vee to be able to, we haven't leveraged it that much yet. That may change down the road, but we're bidding so far out. So we're sort of right. in, a, in a, we were in an interesting cycle where we couldn't necessarily include it because it wasn't open yet. Um, we always refer to it as a venue that's available for access. Um, we have not had the opportunity quite yet to use it as much as we probably will in the future. Well, I, I remember uh, uh, March 12th, I believe it was, um, Texas Tech girls were down there practicing, yes. and I heard crying up here, and I'm like, what in the world's going on? And yeah. so, the, I mean, they have used it for yes. practices and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, um, you know, I know Bill Selfsbrent brought KU in here quite a bit, and yes. that's kind of been kept real secret. Yeah. But, um, you know, because Lawrence is so close and you would have everybody in, you know, the world here. But Yes. And so. a lot of times that those access is contracted directly by the universities. So, you know, when we're organizing the Big 12, um, we will help facilitate that. But, but more often than not, with some of those details, the universities are sort of doing their own due diligence. They have their preferred places that they want their teams to practice. <clears throat> they have existing relationships in place and things like that. So yeah. that's something that doesn't necessarily fall directly on our plate from an organization standpoint. And, you know, I mean, it, it was unfortunate mm-hmm. this year, you know, COVID hit like right about the Big 12 yeah. tournament time. You know, I mean, it's always one of my favorite events every every year, you know, whether I go to games or not, just kind of going down to the, the Power and Light area yeah. and, and everything that is going on. I mean, there's there's a lot going on at that time around there. And, yeah. you know, it's always great to go down there. And The weather always sort of seems to be starting to turn it, it at that does. time. Yeah. Everybody's like out and excited to be, you know, <clears throat> gathering. Yeah, I mean, and I know that helps Kansas City a lot, you know, because yeah. a lot of people – travel you know it's kind of a central location for all the teams in the conference yeah. uh you know as opposed to dallas which is a little further south mm-hmm. you know so it's a little further for some of the like iowa state and and some of the northern teams and yeah. um, obviously lawrence and k-state not very far away manhattan so i mean it's, it's always great uh and i know that they ex- did they extend it two years just one. Just one year? Yes. Because we missed right out now. this year? Yes. Okay. So they basically added, tacked on an additional year to our existing contract with them. Okay. Um, well, and then, I mean, obviously one of the biggest events this year was the Super Bowl parade. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was interesting to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff watching the award show, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, sure. but watching the award show uh, video on YouTube and seeing the behind the scenes and how early you guys were planning that. And, you know, the quote, I I think it was from uh, Kathy Nelson talking about how the buses had to leave on Saturday. And she's like, we better not be jinxing anything here because we had to get the buses here. Mm -hmm. Um, Just talk about how how, how worried was she going into the fourth quarter? (laughs) Well, and we were all at a party at my house, to be honest with you. And um, it was crazy. It was crazy. It's you know, it's like an interesting dichotomy because we put so much time and energy into planning. But it's also very nerve-wracking, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just a very – it's a huge event. And so you're sort of like you really, 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 really want it to happen. But, like, when you're also in the thick of it, you're like, oh, my God, is this really, really, really going to happen? And are we going to have to pull this off? Um 
you know, but of course, obviously, yes, we wanted we wanted mm-hmm. them to win, and we wanted to be you know planning, executing all of the plans that we that we had in in place. Um, yeah, but it was it was nerve wracking. It was yeah. nerve It was depressing, and then amazing, and then terrifying, and you know, so it was, yeah, it was a that, good deal. That whole playoff run was oh man, I mean, just crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, how early do you guys start kind of planning? And I mean, because obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't go off you know you can't start a week before like oh we're in the super bowl we better get this plan but so how early do you guys kind of start talking about it and i mean we talked about it last season the season before Mm -hmm. um you know during that playoff run and as we were you know sort of we we knew we had a great team right and 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 so there was no reason to not start thinking about it particularly given the fact that we had planned a world series parade for four years at that time i guess prior we knew we needed to really look at how we executed that and then what changes we needed to be made we needed to be made we were going to have to come up with a different route and that was honestly a mandate from homeland security um, you have to think about numbers you have to think you know the i think the presumption was that You'd be, deal- you'd be talking about a lot more people attending a Super Bowl parade than a, than a World Series parade. Now, weather and things like that obviously, obviously always factored in. I mean, so we were having conversations well before the season even started at a high level. Um, the Chiefs refused to really engage with us because they are very superstitious, right? Oh, like yeah. We could not use the word Super Bowl in planning. They really didn't want to hear anything about it. Um, so we were just kind of working with the city and, you know, our partners on the, again, the police and, and fire and, and so on. It's all the safety entities that we needed to engage. Um, but then this season, I mean, I would say pretty early. Like, we were talking early. Because mm-hmm. um, there's no harm in having a, a plan in place. Yes, like, it was a little superstitious and every, you know, weekend when we kept winning, you know, you, you felt okay about it. But, yeah, you, I mean, it, but yeah, we planned early. We planned early and... Yeah, nice. I, well, yeah. we had talked about earlier. Talked about uh, when you're selling stuff like uh, the having the draft come here and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You have the photo from the uh, World Series parade, and you can kind of show that off. So I got me thinking: what like specific things did you guys besides the route or some other stuff, other specific lessons or whatever that you kind of learned from the World Series parade and applied them to the to the Chiefs one, to the Chiefs parade, yeah. not the draft. Yeah. So there were a lot. So um, we needed a better transportation plan. We did not have a transportation plan in place for the Royals. So it was everyone for themselves, yeah. which was a huge challenge. Um, so we worked really closely with KCATA to come up with a transportation plan that allowed people to park at all of, you know, I think it was like five or six different uh, locations, like Worlds of Fun, the zoo. So outside of the city, and then we bust, bust people in. Yeah. So um, that was really critical. We needed to solve that because it just... I think we were talking on the way, and there was just some chaos when the parade, when people started dispersing, and obviously the police were overwhelmed with cars parked on the highway, and people just abandoned them and got out and walked. So by having that option for people to park and ride was really critical. The other thing that we um, that we needed to better account for was uh, a reunification plan for lost miners. We didn't really have a, a – we expanded on it um, for the Chiefs parade. So we worked much more closely, again, with KCPD to identify um, 
predetermined locations where PD could take lost kids um, so that parents, you know, if they if they did get separated, they knew they could go to one of, you know, these four places. Those four were in communication with each other um, so that we could quickly re- reunify folks if if that happened. You know, to that note, we also came up with a lot more suggested sort of safety um, measures for families to partake in. You know, like take a picture of your kid, your kids before you guys head out to the parade in case you do get separated and you need to talk to PD. You can you can show them what the kid is wearing so they can quickly identify them. Um, We didn't necessarily promote that to the public, um, you know, as as aggressively as we should have in the world's world series parade bathrooms i mean i think you saw probably saw in the video that we had the largest porta potty drop in kansas city history um you know we had like a handful of porta potties for the royals world series parade um that most that nobody really actually used because everybody just climbed on them and stood on top to watch so you know we were able to identify a a very specific uh look you know location for a massive number of Porty potties in you know I think like two or three different locations. So that that was an improvement I think from a attendee perspective um, to be able to know that that those were there. Um, how did how did you get to them in either one if you were at the uh, at the ceremony? I mean that well you, so it were, was hard to get to any you know you were trapped a little bit. I think for the Chiefs parade you could there were you were Union Station was kind of flanked by. A huge amount of porta potties, and then I think there were some in Washington Square Park or on the other side, maybe. So you, you, they were just they were more accessible. They were more plentiful, and they were more accessible. Now, again, whether or not people actually left their spot to go use them, I don't know. That's their prerogative, I suppose. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it was just it was sort of those scenarios, but then also just really being diligent about running. Um, you know, sort of emergency response scenarios and things like that, that, again, like, the KCPD and the fire department were really critical in, in, in helping us with that. Obviously, we didn't expect a car to get on the route, yeah. Um, yeah. which was crazy, but, I mean, the Kansas City police could not have acted m- more quickly and smartly um, in, shutting, in shutting that down. Um, and it's because of all of the due diligence and all the command centers that we had around that you know were in place before we even before people even started gathering. Well, and Gary, we didn't even hear it. I mean, we were on the media stage yeah. platform, yeah. freezing with you. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. probably because I screamed at the people to cut. It was, I guess, who was our, our, our whoever our media partner? I think it was forty one. Also, yeah, um, they were starting to show it on the. Like, no. I yeah. said, I was like, cut the feet or I'm going to cut your feet. Like, because the last thing we needed was yeah. right. people Chaos. crowded around the station to know that this was happening right there. Like, we wanted to just sort of yeah. mollify mm-hmm. the situation. I was say, I really, I, I didn't even know about it until, I mean, it was over. Well, we had the speakers too right behind us, yeah. and they were very loud. Yeah, I mean, I knew only knew about it because I had a ear earpiece right. in, and so I was communicating with everybody. Um, but I mean, I know it was, you know, it was a. Like you said, KCPD did a great job because, great you know, job. I mean, there's people lying in the streets, yeah. you know, to get Kids. ready for the parade. And, and so they can't, you know, some of the maneuvers they would typically use in that yeah. situation are, are out of the realm of possibility. And, you know, I mean, I, they shut it down real quick. And, yeah. Um, you know, like. Because the, the perpetrator started at the start of the parade. 
So down at, at Berkeley River Front Park, he mm-hmm. they left that apartment complex. That's when they first broke through the barricade. Okay. So they were on the whole route for a little while while, yeah. you know, while while they assessed, but um yeah, couldn't have. It's you never want anything like that to happen, but it couldn't have been shut down more quickly and effectively. All, all I know is, yeah. Catherine, Gary, and I and his wife just enjoyed it so much. <laughs> freezing with you standing out there, it, it I mean, was I, cold, man. It was cold. It was. Yeah. I, I thought, and I, I don't, I don't like cold. I don't like to be cold. Yeah. I usually don't go to Chiefs games when it's cold. Yeah, but you know, the the parade was just something. I was like, I, I can't miss this. Yeah, and, and I thought. I mean, it was a great event. I mean, I'm sure there's things that you guys learned that you're like, oh, well, we'll tweak this or do this different. Yeah. You know, like, as, as he would say, when we have it next year. We're having it next yeah, year. Yeah, That's going to uh, be even better. Yep. I was going to say, a lot of that, a lot of the things that you brought up are a lot of, uh, is a lot of items that people don't necessarily think about. Right. Right? When they think about parade, they're like, oh, there's a route, and they drive, and we go, and we leave. Yeah. But there's a lot of behind-the-scenes planning. Oh, yeah. And it's, that's why it's cool to hear about that stuff, because I don't think a lot of people even – Think about it or even realize that it's going on. But yeah. I do know uh, for a fact a lot of people that attended both, and they say that the, the change between both of them was tremendous. It's good. And so it's that's good to kudos hear. to you guys. Because they, and then, and everybody and off of that, well, edge, like I said, just you guys were talking about the one little event where the mm-hmm. guy goes crazy in his car, which I don't even know what that was even about. Like, uh, he was yeah. out of his mind. He wanted yeah. to be on Facebook Live. No, he was out of his mind on something. He was. Oh, okay, cool. He was. Yeah. So, just one. That's good. Yeah. He had a passenger well, in the car, though. Oh, That's wow. not good. Well, you think about it. The last time <laughs> this city had something like it was 88, but yeah. we didn't have a parade for that. We had some celebrating going on, but yeah. 85 was the last parade that we saw in this city. So how do you remember how it went? You don't. Well, and there's no documentation. There's not, you know, yeah, like, right. you know, there's, it was certainly a different time. You couldn't refer to files or plans or anything like that. So, um, yeah, we definitely, listen, there's always room for improvement. I I think that we felt really good about the baseline planning. You know, the challenge is going to be like how do we differentiate mm-hmm. from what we did before because you definitely don't we don't want to we don't want to do the same thing. So maybe maybe it's not double decker buses, maybe it's something else, you know? I mean, so maybe the aesthetic side of it might look a little a little bit different. Um Let's let, 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 let's next time finish over Boulevard where we can have plentiful flow. Yeah, I mean route, routes are <laughs> routes are challenging to come so up with, right? I mean, we went yeah. through a ton of different routes. Um, yeah, so well, I don't know. We'll see. I hope we do get to plan it again. Well, here, yeah. You're going to have sure. one before that because we got this. Well, I think 60 game season with with Major League Baseball yeah. and the yeah. Royals. Well, so that's right. You predict. You're I predicted an Oreo cookie made by. Um, uh, uh, Coach Williams for the Bulldogs, which is a baker. Yeah. We're not going to let Oreo take this one, but we're going to do a, uh, a red, red, because the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl again, and blue in the center, and we're going to have the logos on it. And, Good. You know, wouldn't that be a cool cookie? Yeah, that'd be super cool. A 60, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Not, uh, and dip it in Boulevard beer. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the Royals beer. And the Royals <laughs> are in first place with 60 yeah. games to go. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's definitely it's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> Last yeah. time that was happening was uh, was when we won the World Series. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, this year is going to be really, really interesting. Too, it will be. With so, no one, it will be. No yeah. one in the stadium. The uh, so yeah, I mean the the parade was awesome. It was it was a great event. We I really enjoyed you know being there. It was kind of my first uh, I guess big event I've covered as a member of the media. So yeah, you know that that was really cool. But I thought everything ran smooth and 
you know, the obviously having all the guys on stage there and them getting to talk. Uh, you know, some of them use a little colorful language, but you know that's yeah. going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, they just at the peak of their profession. You know, they climbed the mountain and, and yeah. just won. So, well, yeah. and, and let me say this about the Kansas City Sports Commission, and 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 since Kathy Nelson's got there, what nine, ten years ago? Yeah, maybe nine. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and yourself and this whole group you got—it's not a big company. It's not a big no. organization. Um, you depend on a lot of volunteer work and a lot of support help from the people involved. So, you know, you guys have done wonderful. I think Kathy at the helm has just made our city. Uh, or Kath, yeah. yeah, Kathy at the helm has made our city just glow, and For sure. and and of course it helps when you have championship teams too. Yes, I mean, but but I mean keeping the Big Twelve tournament, yeah. getting the getting the regionals rounds. I don't mm-hmm. think we'll ever have a Final Four here again, but it would be nice. I mean, well, they just want the domes. No, I mean you have to close the roof over at Arrowhead. Yeah, I mean that's much. that's that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The, yeah, the. You know, just uh, uh, we so don't maybe a women's final four, maybe. Yeah, we don't necessarily have the the large enough venue, indoor right. venue. That's right. Um, you know, for that. But uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about you know you guys do your annual award show. Mm-hmm. This year was obviously different with with COVID. Um, it was you guys kind of filmed some things and that that's on the YouTube channel. It is uh, it's on our website know. and yes, also our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, so yeah, for obvious, I mean, we normally host. It's about a seven hundred and fifty person banquet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously one of our largest fundraisers because at the end we're a privately funded nonprofit. Also, I don't you know I don't know if a lot of people know that, but we're de- we're just we're, we're reliant on um, private support in order for our organization to to function. Um, so this is a, bi- a big one for us. So it serves a couple purposes. Obviously, we honor five individuals in the community for their you know commitment and dedication to sort of sports in Kansas City. And, um, and it, again, it's also a, a fundraiser. So normally it's held at the Mulebach, and uh, it's just a big, fun, you know, event. Like, you, you have a little cocktail reception before. I mean, it's your pretty standard fare, right? Mm-hmm. But um, we normally get some fun special guests. Uh, you know, our honorees tend to be pretty cool. Like, we honored Patrick his after his first year and Patrick Mahomes after his first year. So the turnout is really, really strong, and we get well, good sponsorship our, our, our buddy Chris Brownie. He was, he got honored last yeah. year yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Chris Brown. Yeah, he, yep. uh, um, yeah, he he was at that one also. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this year I'll kind of go through the sure. the list here. And um, sportsman of the year was Tyron Matthew. Uh, obviously, came over free agent uh, with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, and helped us on that Super Bowl run. Uh, sportswoman of the year was Erica Mattingly of the Kansas City Ruse, uh, who they won the WAC championship and. First time they had done that, had mm-hmm. a great, phenomenal season. Uh, you know, we've had uh, Dr. Brandon Martin on, who's the, the AD over there. Yeah. And, That's great. Uh, He's great on our guy. board. He's a board member. Yeah, he, yeah great he's guy. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, real quick on him, and he's a very energetic, good new person in town that has done a lot since Absolutely. he's walked mm-hmm. into this town. Yeah. Absolutely, and, I mean yeah. rebranding the, yeah. the whole you know KC Ruse mm-hmm. was great. Um, but yeah, Erica Mattingly, and she she's been kind of cleaning up at, at some awards. She won a, an SB too. Oh, did she? Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, That's they awesome. did. So they did like a Kansas City SBs. Like online, I don't know if they really had a ceremony. Uh-huh. I just it was announced on like Twitter. Um, I think eight ten was eight ten was tweeting it out. I think they talked about it on air, but yeah. Um, so she's kind of been cleaning up. Um, 
But then executive of the year, Brett Veach. Um, Easy. Coach of the year, <laughs> Andy Reid. Uh, you know, so the, those were the award winners this year. I mean, obviously, when you have a, a Super Bowl winning team, you know, the, those guys are going to clean up. And, yeah. You know, they, they all do great things for Kansas City. They do. They do. Yeah. So the um, – so Mick Schaefer hosted it. You guys had mm-hmm. it. It was on 41. It was. Um, for the first time. Yes. Obviously, 41 is, you know, the official partner of – broadcast partner of the Chiefs. So that was kind of um, – easy uh, ask of, of them. Uh, you know, Kathy Nelson's background is in, is in television production. So one of the, the most memorable parts of the banquets always are the videos because mm-hmm. the you know, video production is just, it's really high quality and you get, you, you get some intimate interviews with the winners and then the winners come on stage and there's a little bit of a Q and a uh, that occurs at the podiums. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, we did not want to cancel, but we didn't have a choice. Like, yeah. anybody, nobody has a choice these days. Um, and so we started thinking about what we wanted to do. I mean, you know, I think for us, our, our company's rooted in producing live events. It's really hard to talk through these idea of virtual events. Like, do we, yeah. you know, try and fake it with... Like, having a few people in the room, I don't know. Like, that just doesn't feel very authentic. We were also trying to sort of capitalize on the fact that we knew that people were craving sports and craving mm-hmm. footage and, and just craving celebrating our teams and so on and so forth. So we got we pitched to 41, um, you know, give us an hour um, of free time, basically. But you can sell. We ended up producing, like, a 48-minute show, and they sold 12 uh, minutes of advertisements. Um, and, uh, we kept all our sponsorship money, uh, and they, they agreed. They found some time, a time slot for us. And for them, I think it was a no brainer. Like we just hand them the content. They didn't need Mm -hmm. to spend any money to produce it or anything like that. They knew Kathy's background. They knew that, you know, what we were going to deliver was going to be quality. Um, so we put it together pretty quickly because we're sort of, again, like everybody, you're waiting, waiting, waiting to see if things are going to turn and if you think there's a way that we could even host the event with half the number of people. And, and then you just eventually have to make a decision and pull the plug and, and move forward. Um, so, yeah, we edited, edited everything together. Um, Populous was the presenting sponsor of the banquet. They pivoted to be the presenting sponsor of the broadcast. So we filmed um, some of the content at their offices, um, which, was, which was cool. And I think it turned out really well. We ended up actually bringing on five new sponsors that had not previously been affiliated wow. with the sports awards. Um, you know, because I, th- I mean, it's, 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 we had a much bigger reach. You know, mm-hmm. our viewership was about twenty thousand on the night that it you know was broadcast, and then they did a couple encore presentations, and obviously now it lives on online. Um, so sponsors really got a good bang for their buck, and we ended up having about a sixty percent increase in net revenue. Um, generated as a result of, of sort of moving to the broadcast. Uh, so net, net, it was really good for our organization, particularly in a time when fundraising is like beyond critical. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we don't have any, um, we don't have anything else coming in right yeah. now. Well, that's the, the sad thing on the other hand would be Super Bowl champs, not getting yes. everybody to be there, media, yes. uh, your, your sponsors, your, your fans yeah. that 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 was the hard thing it was and, a terrible and, year to yeah, yeah not yeah. Have but to be able you know to what person. um how would you like to be um las vegas right now in the nfl draft you know i mean I there you not, go yeah <laughs> yeah they luckily you know i mean for them they'll still get it but yeah. uh you know it, 
I, I watched it, you know, like I said, on, on the YouTube, and I, I thought the, the whole thing was, was great. It flowed well. Um, you know, we still got to hear from all the award winners. Yeah. Uh, you know, just in a little different format. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing we lost was that the, the in-person Q&A mm-hmm. at the banquet tends to be a little more a little longer, right? Yeah. Um, there's more back and forth between the MC and the award winners, which is, to your point, is hard to replicate. You've got, we didn't have the time. Yeah. You'd have to have a two-hour yeah. <laughs> broadcast in order to do that, and I don't think 41 mm-hmm. was going to be that generous. Um, but, but yeah, all in all, I think it, I think it turned out really well. Yeah. I mean, there may be a world in which down the road when we do host the in-person event again that there still is a broadcast component that we can that we can um you know leverage to have other people be exposed to what the sports commission does and mm-hmm. the award winners we'll, and so we'll, on and so we'll forth, bid on so. it to, to, to everybody over there we'll we'll bid on doing it we can go worldwide web. okay good to yeah, know there you go yeah you click tv we're, yeah we're, we're in everybody's man cave you know that i do yeah. i do know that yeah, yeah. amazon roku yeah. apple tv uh you know but and and I mean that's good too to get the the sports commission more notoriety, yeah. you know, because a lot of people don't, you know, like, like we were saying earlier, you know, when the, when the parade happens, they don't think like, oh, well, there's a group that has to plan this right. and yeah. put all this effort into it to make sure that, you know, it's not like you can just say, okay, well, the people are going to be here and we're going to, you know, I yeah, mean, there's a lot that goes into it. So yeah, no, it's know, not the Chiefs, pe- yeah, it's not the NFL. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, Kansas City, the city of Kansas City in partnership with us. But, yeah, I mean, we there's – because it's expensive yeah. too, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to produce. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to – people aren't giving you free porta-potties. No. You know, and <laughs> no. hauling them and, nope. you know, getting those buses here and, yep. you know, all, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yep. Um, you know, so let's kind of looking forward, mm-hmm. um, you know, the 2023 NFL draft yeah. is going to be a big event. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully, we're going to say that COVID's all done by then, uh, twenty twenty three. Hopefully, yeah. Wow. Hopefully, there's a, yeah, vaccine by then, and then yeah. you know, maybe we can be we can be good to go. <laughs> People can gather safely. Again. But uh, so, I mean, I'm sure you know you guys are kind of already in the planning, pre-planning stages. What are some talks and stuff you guys are having now about to kind of get us ready for that? Well, to be honest with you, we. We haven't really talked to them in great detail. We haven't really started planning. Um, Aside from the bid that we put together, which obviously there's a tremendous amount of legwork that goes into just building a a bid to host the event. So, you know, we gave them three different venues slash district options. Um, We've got hotel contracts in place, so room holds and things like that. Um, All of the potential venues are aware of the likely dates i can't i can't share that publicly Mm -hmm. quite yet but um so you know there's there's definitely pieces in place yeah um that are required to even start the like nitty-gritty planning um and the city's been engaged at all points but but we have but but, you know they got two more to get through now not to mention figuring out what to do with this season yeah there's a possibility we might be hosting an event in September, you know, in conjunction mm-hmm. with the first game of the season. Um, so there's not a real sense of urgency right now around the draft because we had so much in place prior to the announcement of it even coming. Okay. Gotcha. Makes um, sense. Are any, there any 
Like, can you can you share the potential venues? Yeah. So the front runner venue, uh, and I don't really I don't see this changing unless I mean, but who knows? Like, yeah. I don't I don't put my name on anything these days. But anyway, so <laughs> Union Station. Um, it's just sort of become the 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 de facto outdoor event stage of of, of Kansas City. Um, but we need a really big footprint because the NFL draft activation has a lot of on-site components with like youth um, sports engagement opportunities like pump pass kick and lots of sponsor activation um, modules and pods that they need a lot of space to set up. So the footprint is basically Union Station east around uh, Washington Square Park um, potentially up around Crown Center, like the ice rink and that area. Oh, wow. Up or, and then south around uh, the top, the southern part of World War One, and the lawn up there. Uh, and then, you know, back down around, wrapping back around Union Station. Because, I mean, if you haven't attended a draft, you wouldn't know this, but they actually gate in the entire footprint for the draft. And they, there's security. You have to you get scanned when you go through the gates. It's a free event, but it's a ticketed event, so they'll scan your ticket. You, you'll have to go through metal detectors. You know, it's the same rules in place for attending an NFL game. You can't bring a bag in that's larger than, you know, for women, like your cell phone and mm-hmm. all of that stuff has to be a clear bag. So all of those rules uh, for attending NFL games are in place when you attend an NFL draft. Um, so that that is what we are looking at. And then the stage setup, you know, it's TBD. It's a little fluid. It might be uh, sort of what we saw at the parade right in front of Union Station. Um, there are some conversations about potentially using the Henry Block Fountain um, as a circle in the round stage. Oh, that'd be They've cool. never really done a, a circle in, in the round, so that mm-hmm. might, you know, maybe pivots and so that Union Station becomes a backdrop and then, World War, you know, the Liberty yeah. Memorial becomes a backdrop. There's a lot of engineering um, sort of questions that need to be answered with respect to potentially building over Henry Block Fountain, mm-hmm. so it might not even be viable. Um, those conversations are preliminary. They're happening, you know, but again, there's, we have some time with that yeah. one. Well, we really cool. have some time with that one. Um, yeah. I mean, once we've, we've checked, again, I said hotels, we've got transportation covered. We have to, you know, we have parking. So all we had to have basically the plan in place before submitting a final proposal to right. them. I think it was last year at the sports commission. Was it announced by then last year? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if I was talking to you or, or Kathy, but I asked one of you, I said, how much did the, you know, having the power of the hunts, you know, Lamar Hunt Trophy and all that help out, and one of you, whoever it was, said, not at all. They no. have how many other owners that they have yeah. to answer oh, to. Yeah. So that just shows you how hard you guys worked in, in what you do and, and how valuable the Sports Commission is, again, to Kansas City. Yes. One, uh, yes. one thing I was actually curious about, when you guys are submitting a bid for that, uh, are you guys aware of the other cities that are also competing against you for that? Yes. So do you try to match it? Like, so you look at, say, the city I don't like, St. Louis, is like, say they were bidding on it, and so you, uh, like, do you pick certain things you maybe think they're they're not as good at us in, and so you present something that, like, we're better at? So is it more like a competition type thing? Like a matchup deal? No, I wouldn't say that so much. Um no, I mean, I think you're really. We're really just trying to put our best foot forward. Right. For us, 
we were more focused on the year because of we we wanted to there were a couple years that wouldn't have necessarily worked for us now this again now we're talking during a completely different time but there were a couple of years where visit kc had locked in some massive conferences around the same time so we would not have been able to deliver the hotel rooms um, because they were already reserved, or some of the venues were not right. available. So, um, you know, you know the cities that you're competing in, but they also, the bid went out, and I think it was for, you know, you were bidding to host 21 through 24. So you had, a, you know, a number of years. Um, and so we really wanted to sort of push them towards a certain year, given the power of, of the bid. That makes and also, sense. again, going back to them and saying, like, if you wanted to host during this time in 22, we can't do it in Kansas City because we've got we got other things going on, right. which is the best thing to be able to say yeah. to the yeah. NFL, who thinks they are the biggest thing in the world, right? Like mm-hmm. we'd love to host you, but actually, other people want to hang out with us too. <laughs> so you well, know, shoot, maybe, maybe you should look that. at. Maybe they're. I mean, I think. Say, I think hey, we, was, we want we want to be in KC. It was uh, part of it. And, what is, and then another thing too, I was, I was kind of curious about when a city hosts. Are they allowed to submit a bid to host again, like, immediately? Or do they have to wait, like, a certain amount of time before they can do You know, that? it varies. Some entities require a waiting period. Some don't. It gotcha. really just, you know, the bid process is so uh, different from property and partner to partner, right? Like, an NCA bid process is very different from a USA figure skating or a yeah. USA gymnastics bid process, which is incredibly different from the NFL draft bid process. Um, and little known fact, the Sports Commission has actually been really critical in helping a lot of these big organizations streamline and improve their bid process, particularly the NCAA. Like it used to be before that every sport, every division had their own individual bid process. And Kathy was one of the people that went to them and was like, this is crazy. Like you can't, you can't expect all of these different markets to submit, particularly if you're a smaller market, you know, 200 bids across each of your individual sports. So um, they were really helpful in helping the NCAA streamline their bid process. So uh, you bid on, you, they have basically, with the exception of a handful of events like the Men's Final Four, right. Division One Wrestling, Final Four, and all of that. So those are a couple that are just sort of their outliers. But now we submit bids for all sports across all divisions across four years in one fell swoop. Instead of them having, like, wrestling might have had one deadline, then basketball had a deadline, then soccer had a deadline. And so, like, you just, done. like, could never get ahead of it. And, and it and it prevents a lot of people from bidding on events because the process was too cumbersome and arduous. Um, and they've gotten really a lot better about it. That's interesting, too. That's, that's another thing that you don't think about, right? And who would have thought the NCAA would be unorganized? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... And I mean, I know we've we've hosted some Division Two national championships. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it was the Sports Commission involved in that too. Yes, like getting those events here. Yep. I know we did. Uh, was that at uh, was it Livestrong Park then, or Ch- Children's Mercy Park? Sporting, yeah, Sporting yeah. I'm not sure. KC. It was yeah, yeah Division Two football mm-hmm. national championship. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, women's soccer. Women's soccer, and we're working on a World Cup, right? We are working. Okay. In fact. I've got to go to a meeting in, in a little while, but um, well, real quick. Yeah. Okay. So talking about the the world women's World Cup, the last one, and how yes. ridiculously fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the power and light is. Yep. Power and light must play a big part in everything that we do. It does. It certainly does. Well, it definitely does for the events that take place at Sprint Center. Um, oh yeah. 
But from a visual perspective, yes. And again, I mentioned earlier, like our community turns out for these things, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're watching Women's World Cup games on television and they're flashing to Kansas City, and one of, and you know they're repeatedly showing the crowd at Power and Light. Might as well watching. just leave that crane camera at the yeah. Power and Light, right? <laughs> We're like, that's all we need. Like that's mm-hmm. that helps that just helps us sell so much more easily. Um, so yes, Power and Light plays a, a a big role in in our bids. Um, but really, I mean, it's Power and Light, but it speaks to everybody crowding into Power yeah. and Light, right? Like, you can have a great entertainment district, but if no one goes, there's no value yeah, to like it. Yeah, we, so. we were there <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl, the morning of the Super Bowl. And yeah. it was full and, at I 11 mean, o'clock. Yeah, yeah we, we got yeah. there, you know, because yeah. I think they were opening at 10. So I think I was there, like, around 9, 9.15, and uh, people were already lined up. Yeah. People had been lined up, uh, you know, and then Spilled I remember over into green. when they opened the gate, like, I mean, I, I think it was full in, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, that just, you know, you said Kansas City's a great sports town. And, I mean, our, our fans do turn out for those things. And, I mean, I know that has to make your job a little bit easier, right? It does. And it's, it's, it makes it a lot more fun because it's really fun to talk about. Like, it's really fun to showcase, um, you know, again, like just what Kansas City can bring to the table. Uh, when I was contemplating staying or leaving, I really wanted to work for an organization that was core to – Kansas City and, you know, marketing that and, and showing what a great place it was. If it was going to be in sports, that was just going to be a huge bonus for me because I'm, I'm a sports fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, finding an opportunity with the Sports Commission who's just really rooted in bringing sports to Kansas City, supporting sports in Kansas City, making sports accessible to people in Kansas City, bringing big events. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's it's super cool and fun and uh you know it can be heartbreaking too when you work for months and months and months on a bid and you lose to someone else and that i had to get over that pretty quickly when i first started um because there's always another opportunity down down the road um and i work you know hard on that nfl draft bid and they put us through the ringer and we uh who was to the occasion every time and so when we won that it was awesome Let's go ahead and give some kudos to your your crew, your team. Who was on your team that helped help get that? I mean, it was you know it's a it, it's a combined effort. But I would say obviously Kathy, myself, Mike Sharp, who's the director of business development, and then um, our uh, creative and graphic design in-house um, manager, who's Amelia Hernandez. And you mentioned I mean, we're a, we have fourteen people on our staff. So um, uh, yeah, I mean it was it was a coordinated effort, but there was. There was a lot to manage, and even again, just getting all the signed contracts that we needed to get from all of the venues, whether or not they're going to be selected. Right. The NFL yeah. requires them to basically block out a ridiculous amount of time, um, and you know, at at little to no cost. So yeah. there's, a, you know, and so, I mean, you said like you kind of were bidding from you know like over a four year period to to host one of them. So do they kind of give you like a month? Of like it's gonna take place in April, of yeah. They get, that year or how do they? How they narrow do they give? Four it? four um, sets of dates. Okay. It's always around the same time. Yeah. Um, so yes, they indicated that that it would occur in each year across four potential, you know, long weekends, if you will. But when they, they mm-hmm. come in here like two weeks ahead to start oh. setting up, which is part of we talked about economic impact, right? Like. Mm-hmm. They'll come in, the NFL brings a giant, giant, giant crew probably two weeks before the event to start everything. So you're just, it's even more hotel rooms and more money spent at restaurants and using local companies to, to rig and, and build the stage and so on and so forth. So that's, that all kind of 
factors into our mission, you know, which is obviously making Kansas City better through sports for people, but also the economy. And we drive a tremendous amount of economic revenue for the Kansas City metropolitan area every year. Have you guys over at the Sports Commission um, tried to get a golf major or golf uh, PGA golf. event? All oh, right, here, here's the golf. golf I'm, I'm you golf sound guy. like my dad. That's hey, all he uh, wants to talk about is getting a golf tournament. PGA Tour? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't care. That'd be great. I mean, we've already got the... The what, economics the of that are leagues. challenging. It would be a long conversation, but if we have time for yeah. right now, Can it's not Can we bring your dad on the show for this? Can you bring um, my dad? <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Just, yeah. just for that segment, right? Yeah. Just bring him in well, for that's, 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 an hour, that's a two-hour segment with dad, right? He's oh, probably, shit. yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's a little bit, it's, cha- it's, a, it's challenging for us as an organization and, frankly, to make, to make the economics of a big golf tournament work. And I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, um, but it's not. <laughs> I can't get into like the, it's. We can move on. There yeah. you go. Yeah, no. um, it's different. So I mean, obviously, you know, we're big fans of you know you and the the sports commission and everything you do, and I mean, we we really enjoy it, and you guys do a great job. Thank you. Well, thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we uh, you know just like I said, trying to get help get the word out, you know, about your organization, and I mean, you guys make Kansas City an even better place. I mean, it's already thank great, you. but. You guys make it better Thank through you. sports. Um, keeps getting better. Keeps growing. We try. It. So, yeah. Is it, it was time, is it time for final question? Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 real quick. What else is go- coming up for the sports commission? Yeah. So, um, uh, well, I mentioned the NCA bid process. So, just before COVID hit, we had submitted all of our bids for. Um, I'm going to mess up the years, but let's say I think it was 2020. Two through 2026 or 23 through 27. I can't remember exactly, but it was their okay. next round. And they were supposed to announce uh, those awards um, this summer. That's being postponed, so we won't know. I mean, obviously, they're dealing with a yeah. whole host of challenging issues. Um, they got to figure out how our... to get their moneymaker on the field this fall. <laughs> yeah, football, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, we were really excited to sort of see what, what, what sports we won, you know, for the out years. Because that always helps us also from a schedule build. Um, the NCAA, believe it or not, you know, drives a lot of our schedule. Because if we are going to be hosting a, a big event, like, then we can't necessarily bid on something that might be hosted at the same time. Um, so, you know, again, we're, we're talking to the NFL about a potential event in September. We've got the NFL draft. Um you know, we are the Kansas City Marathon is our uh, largest endurance event fundraiser. As of right now, that's still on. Is as, that one of your biggest fundraisers? Yeah, financially. Wow. Yes, absolutely. We don't market it as such. Um, mo- I would guess ninety nine percent of the people don't even know that the Sports Commission hosts that and produces it, and that the you know it's a fundraiser. We can do a golf tournament for a fundraiser. We are doing a golf tournament for I'll a be, fundraiser. Hey, call me. Actually, golf the I'm national. There. I'm there. We just added that for <laughs> obvious reasons. You need some help. Yeah, Jim, Jim's the he's golf all in on golf, yeah. man. He's all in. It's, it's the commission a, classic. He has a golf itch right now. Hopefully, it'll be an annual thing. But yes, it's a, it is. That's a new fundraiser that we've got, that we're working on in September. Um, as of right now, the Kansas we'll, City Triathlon. We'll, we'll broadcast from like six holes. Okay. Sweet. We acquired the Kansas City Triathlon last year, um, so this would have been our first year owning that event. That is still scheduled. We postponed it from July to August twenty first. Right now, that's still scheduled to happen. There might be some. Um, adjustments in place uh, with respect to producing it. Um, so, you know, our slate of endurance events 
as of right now for the fall are still on, including our Thanksgiving Day 5K run and family stroll that happens out at uh, Sprint Center. I'm not Sprint Center. Sprint Campus. Although I don't know what that's going to be called now (laughs) moving forward. But, um, (laughs) and, you know, the win for KC component, which, you know, the Women's Intersport Network for Kansas City is a subsidiary of the Kansas City Sports Commission. They also do a a, a female-focused awards show. That's still on for February, although we're we're talking about you know, alternatives for that as well, um, timing-wise. We just uh, introduced a new virtual run. Um, we're doing, it's called the Kansas City Landmark Tour. So we built five different, I'm sorry, four different 5K courses, uh, one in Midtown, one sort of in the Loose Park Ward Parkway area, one downtown, and then uh, one kind of around where the Scout is, so sort of like, you know, oh, yeah, Midtown yeah. Okay. also. And we have four very cool commemorative shirts featuring landmarks along each of those 5Ks. Again, it's we're trying to do what we can to come up with events that people might be interested in to help sustain our organization because we did have to um, convert the women's triathlon to a virtual option. So right now I, we're focused on... I got one for you. Yeah? We'll talk later. Okay. Golf? A golf thing? No, this is basketball. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> My favorite sport, basketball. All right. I mean, oh. we're pretty pretty well set for basketball, but well, this should be fun. Okay. Right. So I don't know. You know, we're 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 pivoting anywhere we can. We're really focused on um, our our the endurance events that we own right now, and just figuring out plans for those. We're in daily communication with the NFL. Uh, World Cup's going to heat up here really quickly. Um, so I want that bad. Yeah. I think that'd be so fun. That's your yeah. golf. <laughs> I think we're I think we're in a really good position for that. Um, That's great. But we are speaking to a very different audience than we're used to speaking to. Yeah. So our challenge in educating people about Kansas City on the FIFA side is one we've never faced before. There's a lot of them that are that have never heard of Kansas City, don't know what it is, don't know where it is. And, and one thing, say well, I don't want I don't want bad mouth FIFA, but <laughs> let's say this. NCAA, FIFA, kind of the same realm for me, so I don't know. Yeah, you've got to be yeah. careful right now with, with our guests. <laughs> I love FIFA. No, They're hey, my listen, favorite in the world. One of the, you, know, you learn a lot about these governing bodies and, and overarching organizations um, when you're in our, you know, in our, in our world. Don't, a lot of red, red, yeah. red tape And you, you asked stuff. the question earlier about, like, the NFL draft. You know, the NFL really thinks of that as a league event, not a team event. So mm-hmm. the, the Chiefs were not really – they did not want to be involved. They were not involved. They right. did not – you know, we asked them several times, like, can you Brad, put it in Brad, the word? Brad, Brad G. Rightfully so, it was church and state. They were like, this is not a, this is a league event, and a city you, event, not you a team event. couldn't say, come on, Brad G., come on. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Come on Brad. Um, yeah. Don't you do do something out at your urban youth village, too, a softball thing? No, that's not us. Okay. okay. The, the di- ladies of the diamond or the... Something, I don't know. No. Okay. Mm-mm. I thought it was you, but... Oh, all right, Austin. Final, final question. question. Yeah, final question. So this question is it's, uh, it's probably the toughest question we ask. It's really hard. <sighs> Got to make sure you don't burn any bridges. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I know you depend on you know, donation sponsorships. So I don't know. But favorite barbecue, KC, what is it? And what's your favorite dish? Oh, uh, Joe's Kansas City Burnt Ends. That's There you go. There you go. Joe's has probably been late, lately the most popular answer, yeah. I think. I do like char bar too, but I, I Joe's is probably. I mean, that's what we go to, yeah, most often. Which location? Always the Kansas gas station Old location. School. All right, cool. I've never been to any of the other ones. Well, they're, they're, they are. No. In, I used to work right by the one. They catered my rehearsal dinner. Joe's. 
So there you go. I had Strukla from uh, I think it was Jenny's on on Strawberry Hill, a little Croatian. Yeah. Jenny. You know that's not. My one husband you... couldn't have cared less about anything, but demanded <laughs> Joe's Kansas City Cater. So. You know, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're down great. to Power and Light now, too, in the uh, county. Yeah, I haven't even county. been to that one, the Icebox yeah. one? Yeah, the county, yeah, Jim, country road, county road, or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I actually one, scored, but... I think, an $80 gift card there because one of the marketing people there said we could broadcast live, but the corporate of that bar yeah. says no. And so for the mess up and having to make last-minute changes, we had some good barbecue uh, Super Bowl Sunday afternoon. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. good um, question. Thank you again thank for coming you. on. Thank and, you. And, you know, just kind of talking, and, and we can tell, you know, you're passionate about what you do. And like I said, I mean, we're big fans, and, and we like what you guys do and all these great events that you, you bring to Kansas City. Uh, the Elite Eight a couple years ago, I mean, I forgot to mention yeah. that, but I, I went. Regionals, men's regionals. Yeah. Yeah, went to that. Uh, you know, hope it was supposed to be, wasn't it Carolina and – Somebody we were hoping to see, but Kate like Ku lost, and I don't remember what game. we saw Auburn. Right? Uh, yeah, we played, we watched Auburn. Auburn play uh, Auburn play uh, whoever, Kentucky. Whoever they beat, yeah, yeah. maybe. maybe I don't know. But anyway, I mean that that was another great event, you know that that you guys got, and yeah. uh, that was awesome. So um, thank you again for your time and Thanks. coming in today. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, so. happy to come back whenever. Awesome. We'll have you on again. Um, We'll go to a short break, and then Austin and I will be back to wrap things up. Good afternoon. All right, I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you live from the Uclick TV studios right here inside the High V Arena. Whoa. I was like, like what, what angle are we at here? Hey. Hey. Wait, is that yeah. one? Yeah, there I don't is. know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, special thanks again to our guest, Catherine Fox of the Kansas City Sports Commission. Uh, great interview. And... You know, it just kind of gives you some insight to how we get these big events and how they run so smoothly. The coolest thing is, uh, you know, a lot of times, like I was talking about the parade and stuff like that, people don't think about all the stuff, all the planning that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, you just think like, all right, I show up, they open the door, I walk in, and then I leave, and it was easy. But like, really, like she's talking about like porta potties and all that stuff, all yeah. the planning. Um, so, hey. Next year when they have another parade, it'll be even better than last year. So, yeah. you know, just get ready for that. And, and it's cool because uh, you could tell uh, just by talking to her that she, they're, like, she is sharp and all, everybody on the team is too. So they mm-hmm. do an awesome job over there. 
Yeah, and you know, obviously her her background and working at excuse me Madison Square Garden. I mean, like for us being wrestling fans, I mean that's it's a bucket list item for me to yeah, attend to, some kind to of go event, to there. event there. Yeah, yeah, big time. Even though you know I'm not the biggest NBA guy, it would still be cool to go to a Knicks game there. Yeah. Just, because of the feel of the arena. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you could go, like, watch the Knicks play, like, the Celtics, yeah. like, New York, Boston type. That'd be, yeah, that'd be super that'd be fun. Cool. But uh, Kansas City Boulevard, uh, we talked about it at the top of the show. Which camera here? I don't know. Oh, it's this one. This one. There we go. Uh, worth the wait. Uh, we're going to pop this sucker open and chug it. No. Jim. Uh, Jim. <laughs> he, would be so, he would be so <laughs> mad if we would drink that like while he, he's out. He's yeah. Coming back in right now. If we had drank that. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to pop it open. <laughs> no, I, still got uh, my, I was I still just got, getting ready to ask. I mean, is that thing uncorked? No, no. Is but, that like uh, a champagne bottle cork? Yeah. Yeah. I still got uh, I still got my two Royals ones. I won't yeah. ever. I probably I'm, I'm going to go pick just like that. Up. Yeah. But, uh, Boulevard. Bring me yeah. one. Yeah. Boulevard, what you need to do is send us a few. And as you can see, we got these shelves behind us here with different sports things. And uh, Boulevard, send a couple over. Well, those you are actually click, wine racks. Yeah, we could fill it up. TV studios. <laughs> there we go. And uh, we'll we'll throw some of these up there and just leave them, and uh, it'll be free advertising for you every week on the Midwest Mike Show. I so, like it's a great idea. I yeah. mean, and, 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 like I mean, we obviously saying, send us a couple to sample too. But yeah, so I when I like, when I got my, I I had two, and what I did was I would I drank one and then I kept one, and it's a bull. You're richer than me. No, no, no. <laughs> I, could only, I could barely afford no, no, one. No, 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 come on, they're not that much. That ain't like, twelve ninety nine. Yeah, see, that's not bad. Thirteen bucks. This is, take it easy. It's not that much. But like I got, I got to buy flags. I mean, you think about it all. Yeah, okay, I need done. to donate a flag. I know, I know. Mizzou. If you uh, want a Mizzou flag in here, you I'm just gonna get bring one it. with Gary's face on it, saying "Coach of the Year." <laughs> I actually, I I thought about making that shirt and wearing it. I should just do it. Do it. Uh, we hope we hope he's Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, I uh, get to coach in the fall. Um, It'll happen. Yeah. But uh, you know, we started off the top of the show talking about sports is back this month. Baseball, Major League Baseball players report today to spring training 2.0, July 1st. Um, I think they start playing games. Is it like the 24th? Yeah, I don't. Something I like actually that? I saw the dates listed, uh, but I ha- I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, but uh, I know it all starts this month. Um, I'm really you basketball know, is coming back. Yeah, so that'll be good. The uh, MLS is MLS is a tournament will be awesome. So all that stuff will be good. I really hope all the players are safe and, and, and nothing happens and it's all done in a safe manner, which I know they've been planning it a long time, so I know it will be. Um, but it's going to be it's gonna be a good time. You know, it, it's you know it's probably going to have some stuff on. Ugh. So, you know, it, it's exciting. Stop One that. Piece of new- I know, I'm tired. Stop it. I'm tired. One piece of news uh, that I wanted to talk about real quick and we'll give our takes. Uh, Patriots. Cam Newton. So uh, the news bit of it is Cam Newton signs in one year seven seven point five. Is that right? Yep. Seven point five million dollar contract. It's up to seven point five. Yeah. So seven point five million dollar contract. Uh, yes, and Gary correct up to seven point five. So it's not uh, guaranteed. That is yeah. what we pay you, but we it's not seven point five million. It's seven dollars fifty cents. It's seven hundred. I thought it was point seven five of a dollar. That never mind. You're right. Seven hundred fifty pennies. <laughs> so Cam has, and it came out also that Patriots were the only team uh, to offer a contract to him. What's your first take on that, Mr. Gary? 
Yeah, um, the Patriots signing him, you know, I am not the biggest Cam Newton fan. I think he had one extraordinary year, the Super Bowl year, and then his rookie year, he was he was pretty good. I think those are kind of outliers for him. And other than those couple of years, I mean, I think he's average. So, but Belichick, greatest coach. So, I mean, he'll he'll figure out a way to use Cam. And Cam's been injury prone. And so, I, I think he'll figure out a way to use him. And, uh, I mean, the Patriots. Hopefully he doesn't figure out a way to spoil yet. it for us with him. No, yeah. I don't think so. So, no, I, I don't think they'll be that good, but. I think they'll still win the AFC East. I, so I do not have them winning the AFC East. Um, but I, what I do think is they, they just went from a six, about a six-win team to probably a nine-win team. Uh, cheap upgrade over Stidham, which obviously what was going on was he knows Stidham better than anybody, and he was like, Ugh. He didn't feel comfortable. No, he didn't feel comfortable. Uh, another on a side note is if Cam, so the way, the way it works, if, if certain players walk away, from, like I say, they leave for free agency, they go away from your team, you get a uh, – a comp- compens how you sound in high school word compensatory compensatory yeah anyway compensatory whatever you get another draft pick so yeah. essentially he gets to rent Cam for a year if Cam's not that good Cam leaves and then he's going to get the draft pick back they lost from the videotape scandal so this is a win win plus yep. Belichick's house money he could win six games and the and the fans are go so what I still think Buffalo is going to win that division with probably like eleven wins. Um, Vegas has over under for wins for New England at right now at nine and a half. I would take the under because I think it's going to be nine. But I think I said cheap upgrade, and if he can get a healthy Cam Newton, yep, that stays healthy all year and is anywhere close to twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. then it's a deal, like a big time deal. But it depends on his health. It really does. Yep. Do you there see you where the NFL is limiting? I think the six first six or eight rows. They got a tarp over at all the yeah, NFL stadiums. Uh, ads. Yeah, they're smart. Sell ads. That's so yeah. smart. I mean, it's just. That, I think. I mean, I, I think we'll have an NFL season, even if they play in empty stadiums, because they can sell. They can cover the seats and sell ads. I don't uh, know who cares, but the Bears are offering refunds on 2020 tickets. Yeah. So um, <laughs> is that right? You know, we'll we'll they were, see. They were, did, they were did doing they that before. Any, they were doing that before. <laughs> They're, they were paying people to come to the games, I thought. Like, hey, here, we'll give you $1,000 to come watch this Bears game. <laughs> yeah. Please come watch our quarterback be drafted. We're sorry we drafted. Uh, we didn't draft Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. the, the big biscuit king, Dan Gerson, uh, loves his Bears and yeah. dies with his Bears. Um, yeah, I respect so, that. Yeah. So, a little bit of, little bit of news there, NFL-wise. Um, training camp starts this month for the NFL, so – What's July is going to be a good month. What's the date on training camp? Twenty-something, uh, yeah. 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 St. Joe fought hard, and the, NFL, and, and the Chiefs yeah. fought hard. The NFL try, just said Try no. and keep it at St. Yeah. Joe, but, man, that's an advantage. You know, you get to house all your guys, mm-hmm. get them away from the distractions, yep. make their mind focus on the playbooks. I understand, but, uh, you know, it's still – it was in our market. It was within so many miles, and I think there was some sort of rule they were trying to – when Agnagle, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it didn't work out. Um, remember, hit up DJ Showtime. He's back uh, DJing events now um, that we can have some events. So, hit him up, 816-260-2056. What were you doing this weekend to him on Twitter? 
or Facebook. I don't know what that was. Gary's what was really that going all after. About? Gary's going yeah, after. Yeah, no, I, I just, uh, I was, uh, I was just making fun of him because I can't. He's going after him. Hard. Who was? I mean, so what happened? Poor DJ. I was like, I mean, I was about ready to take DJ. No, uh, uh, Marcus, Marcus came on. Marcus came and said that he stole his girlfriend or something. <laughs> was pretty funny. I was about ready to go get him a greeting card to cheer him up. <laughs> no, he was fine. That was uh, good. We, we go back and forth like that, uh, so it's no big deal. Um, but anyway, hit him up. He is a great DJ. I joke with him, but he, he does a great job. Um, got anything else? No, that's it, man. All right. Well, I'm Gary. This is Austin. Jim's behind the scenes. We're Midwest Mics, and we'll see you next week. Now might be the perfect time to invest in your education. If you have work experience and would like to return to study part-time for a diploma or degree in business, consider joining UCD Quinn School. Our flexible program means you can continue working whilst undergoing your studies. Find out more at ucd.ie forward slash Quinn and search part-time courses. UCD Lachlan Quinn School of Business. Developing impactful business leaders. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Es mejor llegar tarde a casa que nunca volver a llegar. Es mejor llegar tarde al trabajo que nunca volver a trabajar. Y es mejor recoger tarde a tus hijos que nunca volver a recogerlos. Llegar tarde a donde vayas por esperar a que pase el tren es mucho mejor que arriesgar tu vida tratando de ganarle el paso. Por algo existe el dicho, más vale tarde que nunca. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netsa. 